What's going on with you? Hey, how are you doing? Um, I I want to say sluggish, but I, is I'm really not sluggish. Yeah. I had to go to work, but I um I wound up like I said coming across your page. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly when it was, but I was just like, I think it was my homeboy Naughty because I met him through Derek Grace. Okay. I was like. How did I start following you? I don't know, but okay. What happened was I I, I started. Uh, I think your post, one of your posts, came up. Mm -hmm. Like man, this this shit make a lot of sense. Excuse my friends. I was like, this shit make a lot of sense. Right. And why isn't anybody attacking it? But I recently heard some people speaking on the children and on the youth, as far as a therapy standpoint. I was mm -hmm. like, man, let me reach out to this woman to see if she'll hop on. You know and do a podcast with me. So yeah. here we are today. Yeah, I'm glad you did. I mean, it's a it's a definitely a topic that has to be discussed. I mean, you know, they are the future. So if we are not getting a hold of kind of what's, and especially during this whole pandemic, but just being able to really like tap into the emotional um, side of that, the behavior side, um, just in general, and then of course, whatever is going to out, be an outcome of this pandemic, um, it's necessary for us to be able to even like grow as a culture, to be able to even just be able to maintain, you know, and, um, and that's why I'm pushing it heavy now. Um, but I've been doing this. I mean, this is something that I've been doing for, for a while. Yeah. So, um, mm -hmm. Start things off. I am art architect, Alexis Alton. Yes. I'm thankful, you know what I mean, again to have you on. So appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Just give give a brief a brief intro, introduction of you know who you are and what you do. Sure. So I am a uh, licensed social worker. That's my background. I went to um, uh, Westchester University for my bachelor's of social work and then I actually and that's in Westchester Pennsylvania okay. uh, some people think it's in New York but it's in uh, it's actually the one in Pennsylvania and then I went to um, the one and only Howard University yeah. um, for my master's in social work so my background is all things social work um, but I am a licensed therapist currently uh, in my my job now been working with children and families um, for about 15 years. My, I started at a residential treatment facility for girls um, okay. while I was still in school. So the rest of my kind of background of experience has been um, really in the home, um, doing like crisis management or just like behavior type management. Um, individual therapy, family therapy. I do work with adults right now doing substance abuse um, groups. So I kind of have a wide variety, but my main focus um, definitely has been uh, the children and uh, youth. Okay, so did someone or something inspire you to become a therapist? Like, was it, was it an initial thing or what, what kind of transpired? So when I went to school, um, when I went to college, um, I knew I kind of, I kind of was like forced in a sense, like I knew I needed to do something with my life. So I, I went, but my sister, my older sister actually is a social worker. So she kind of, um, inspired me to do it. I knew I always wanted to work with children, but I never wanted to be a teacher yeah. in the traditional sense. But 
yeah. in essence, I am a teacher, um, but just not in a traditional sense. So I felt like social work was the next best field to get into. Uh, and it's also very broad. So it's, you know, I can work in hospitals or jails or, uh, you know, schools, um, which I currently work in a school. Well, of course, not at the moment, but um, I do work in a school. So it's it's um, a very broad um, uh, broad field that you can kind of go into. So I, I like that because I needed something that was going to be different. I didn't want to be in the same kind of mundane, monotonous um, job every single day. So it fit for me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I <clears throat> took this post down, but you, you made a post. I don't know if it was in your story or whatnot, but it said, uh, stop cursing at your kids, stop mm-hmm. calling them dumb and stupid, stop attacking their character, stop mentally abusing them. Mental abuse lasts sometimes for lifetimes. Yeah. So, yes. you know, just kind of expound, you know, what you, what it, what the post was saying or whatnot. Cause it, I mean, it, like I said, it, it caught me because I went through, um, I went through this, I say a therapeutic journey called Inward Journey. Okay. But one of my, um, I also had a teacher who was a dictionary teacher. Mm-hmm. He would always say like, uh, don't, don't spank the children. So he came out with a book and he would always talk to us. And when he would talk to talk to us, it you know, a lot of things started making sense the way he was mm-hmm. communicating with us. Mm-hmm. Because when I look at a child, it's just like a small person. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I, that's how I look at children because mm-hmm. eventually they're going to grow up. They already have their own com- ways of communicating with right. each other verbally. Right. And they see, they see things just like adults do too. So why mm-hmm. not expect it? Right. So you're absolutely right. I mean, um, kids, don't, they don't know anything. So their, their first kind of role models are their parents or caregivers, whoever is raising them. Mm-hmm. And they are like a sponge. So anything that you say, do, um, they will soak it up, whether it's, a, it's good or bad. So as far as like the mental abuse, I didn't actually make that post, but it, it definitely is true and everything that um, that it that it stands for is the mental abuse or or just being able to speak life, um, you know. And the opposite, of course, is is something that um, can you could speak fear. I guess could be maybe the opposite of that. But speaking life into a young person will definitely determine the outcome of everything. You know how they interact with with their peers, how they interact with with teachers if they you know when they go to school. Um, their self-esteem, how they, of course, feel about themselves, how they um, respond to different situations. I mean, it is like that is, um, you know, the, a, a very big part of um, molding a child or, or how they're going to be. You, you can tell by their parents, of course. And yeah. it is, is definitely um, a, a generational kind of uh, behavior. Right. So if, if nobody a, knows, continuous. absolutely. So nobody knows how to parent there. Of course, there's no parenting manual, but you know, you learn from either your parents or images or things that you see or, or what have you. And um, you pass that along to your children, whether it's good or bad. I mean, and the mental abuse is, is definitely long lasting um, because that, 
can be embedded, right? Physical abuse, I mean, the pain goes away and not saying that it doesn't affect them, but the mental abuse, um, it has a way of sticking to them, especially if the child is not able to really, um, well, one, understand what that means and then two, um, kind of combat. Like, you know, my parent is saying this, but they're supposed to love me and you know, it's very confusing to a child, um, but it definitely molds them into um, whoever, you know, um, whatever. And they then can then show that to other people. Um, it's, and that's how the kind of the cycle continues, um, because then they will, whether young or old, they'll be able to, they'll, I should say, they will interact with their peers um, in the same manner that their parents or caregivers are as well. So then like I said, that's how the cycle um, continues. Mm -hmm. So the, I, the, the name of the book came to me. It's called Violence in the Promised Land. Okay. So it um now it's making me think about images that, you know, we grew up seeing on TV or even mm -hmm. just around in life. It's like these things are stored within us. Yeah. These are, are vivid images played through our minds every mm -hmm. day. So... I can I can see what you mean by that uh, by that post and it absolutely yeah. Also, the post made me think about my approach to my brother. Mm -hmm. I was I was never really abusive towards him. Okay, but in a sense, it was more like mental toughness, and I used that frame of mind with basketball. Mm, so okay. I never I never allowed him to beat me when we were growing up. He, mm -hmm. I, I'm about to turn 39. It's a uh, Sunday. Okay. So it wasn't until I was like maybe 33 that I, I let him beat. Well, I'm not going to say let him beat my ass. Okay. Uh -huh. So, but what I was, what I was trying to show him and what I was trying to bring him along to is playing against guys older than him so he could get better. But mm -hmm. I think it kind of, um, I don't think it ruined him or anything. I think he took the mental toughness and added it into himself on another level other than what I saw, which was business. You okay. Taking that mental toughness in the business versus putting it on a basketball court and working and working and working out towards That's it. And with that mental toughness, were you able to have those conversations like, you know, I'm doing this because, or I want this for you, you know, because well, yeah, that's important as well to have those conversations. Well, as we progressed, I think as we got older, the communication, mm -hmm. the communication got better. Because okay. at times it was hard. I'm not gonna. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna sit here and lie because I'm trying to tell a, a younger, a guy three years younger than me, or mm -hmm. like, hey, bro, I'm trying to get you to to be better than me. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm approaching the game, but that's why I'm approaching you. How I'm approaching you. It's okay. not. It's not that you know. I'm I'm trying to beat you. I know that if I dominate you, when you get out here and play on the court, whoever we play up against and match up against, right, you're know, gonna be strong. So I, I think it was not knowing how to communicate that at that time. Mm -hmm. But now as we've gotten older, the communication is, is, is genuine to a point where it's almost like I'm talking to myself. Good, yeah. Whether, whether it's a book that I, I come across, whether it's some technology or information that I come across. And even mm -hmm. now I'm starting to really build a bridge with my sister too. So it's just- Good. I, I see- um, Good. And that healing part, it sounds like, of course, it sounds like what you're doing with your sister, that healing part is for you. You know, I, um, my sister, my um, older sister, uh, we're three years apart. And I, I think 
just kind of growing up, we we um we went at it, you know. Just hey, can um, I say he was crazy? <laughs> my brother, my brother and sister fought almost every day, and they like they like a year and five days apart. So we all oh, wow, we okay. All, we all three are like five days apart, literally. And I'm like, gotcha. Crazy. Yeah. So just with that, you know, that just kind of um, it made me angry inside, and I knew that just kind of going through social work programs and stuff, you really have to look within and work through that because you can't of course help anybody unless um, you help yourself so I had to really forgive um, her whether I wanted to or not and heal within myself so that I can move forward and we have a really good relationship now um, or the last uh, I would say like at least eight to ten years or so because I was just like I'm not gonna let her affect me and that was something I had to really kind of grow into and and be like I am in control of my happiness and my feelings and all of that and i and i have to let that part go so i can move forward yeah i think yeah i feel like part of me when i went through this song uh, like i said this I don't, I don't know how i would, would say it but it was a thing called inward journey and it's like yeah just one of the approaches where we had to actually like hug a tree okay i was like man what the hell what the fuck is this uh, uh-huh. but, but it's like me being a, a Taurus, and then it's like I think it grounded me. It helped me understand myself. Yeah. Once we had to go through that process and mm-hmm. then like processing and then it was some whole other stuff going on on the tree where it was like, okay, this reminds me of myself. Mm-hmm. So I could attach to those things. It just, it, everything started making sense. Cool. It was like a reconnection for me right there. Yeah. yeah. I think that's important. I mean, however one gets that um, kind of revelation, Mm-hmm. through you know those type of techniques that you used or counseling or like I said therapy or something or just kind of on your own and being motivated watching different things I mean we live in this world where yes you can go all the way around the world and you can find what you're looking for at the top of a button and um it's at important the, at the top and the click and the- right and it's just important that um when you want it you know, and you want to do better, there is help out there. Um, it doesn't cost you anything. And that's important for, I think, everybody to really go through is that, you know, like finding out what do you want in your life? What do you, what do you want? You know, like what is um, your purpose here? And everybody does have a person, purpose. Understanding that is, is the way to, um, I think this, the, what you're talking about, inward journey or just kind of a way to um, be free in a sense. And, um, be able to live, like really live and uh, deal with the past so that you can move forward. Yeah. So um, yeah. this was a, it was, this was a topic that, that came up the other day and it was a mm-hmm. young girl, I think her name is Joviana Joe Smith in California. Right. Giovanni or something, I yeah, think it Giovanni, is. Yeah. yeah. So, so when I caught the article, it was kind of like, my first thing was like, like what kind of what kind of pressure does a child have to be able to say, well, I'm about to hang myself? Yeah, I'm, I'm like 14, 15, because my daughter's uh, 14; she'll be 15. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like, like, what kind of pressure are you are you going through to to feel as though this is the way? I, I'm not saying like, oh, I fault you for doing what you do, but like, I guess for for me is what's what's going on because I. I try to communicate through text messages, images, and certain things mm-hmm. with my daughter where um, I talk, she's been pain since she was like two. 
Okay. So, so what I was able to do is once I could see what color she color she was using, mm-hmm. I could attach certain emotions to those certain colors Good. to see what was going on, you know, and it was just like that's that was like her outlet drawing. Really good, yeah. And you know, just go from there. But you know, the 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 young girl in California, like, can you can you touch on that from a a therapist perspective? Because I I don't know, I wouldn't sure. know how to approach that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I watched the video. Um, there was an interview with her mom that that I think I Fox did. Yeah. Um, and she basically said that there wasn't any real signs and she was very happy and she was posting and she would just have never thought that she um, would have done this. And I I just kind of had a few more questions after I saw it because nine times out of 10, there's always some type of sign, you know, even if a child is just staying in their room more than normal, that's a sign, right? Um, During this whole pandemic, the level of conversations or just being able to um, feel like that support and safety has to be um, increased within a parent, you know, because we're all going through this in our own way. And for kids or for young people, especially um, teenagers, um, when they're not able to go to school, when when they lose that social connection, that's a sign right? Um, when they're only having to stay in the house and they can't go anywhere, mm-hmm. um, that's just a sign in itself that, you know, you need to check on them. You need to um, do different things. I know my agency, we're doing um, different workshops each week where we give parents really ideas and strategies that they can be doing at home. Okay. And this is really to like increase the communication and just increase the bonding and, and things like that. So one of the things what I would say is definitely to check on your young person um, multiple times a day, yeah. uh, multiple times a day. If you, if you see anybody, like more than likely people who, who kill themselves, uh, there's some sort of depression. It just doesn't come out of nowhere and someone says, I'm going to kill myself. I mean, that's just not how it works. So there had to be something that was going triggered. on yeah. that definitely triggered it, whether it was like a friend that might have said something, a boyfriend, something, something had, absolutely, yeah, Um, and maybe just the mom just didn't know um, what was going on or what happened, but, um, so I would, I would say definitely check on the young person, Um, and if they don't want to talk, I mean, that's fine, but, you know, just getting them maybe to, like, what you're saying, if, I'm probing, I'm sorry, I'm a, no, 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 it's okay, but what you were saying, like, what you're, what you're, um, with your daughter, you know, connect with them with what they like, right? So oh, yeah, young yeah. people aren't always going to talk, but you can draw or write or yeah. send a text message or send a video, um, cook together. I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do when you're just, you don't just have to sit and talk kind of like how we are. Yeah. Um, if you do find like that your child is staying in the room more and they don't want to talk, um, I would absolutely reach out for, for help. Um, you can always go through your insurance company to find somebody, um, or you can just kind of Google somebody if you like, Um, but that would be the next thing. And then if you feel like, you know, that they are going to harm themselves, you need to call 911 ASAP. I mean, that, that would be what I would suggest. 
Um, but prior to that, like I said, um, there had to be some type of sign or trigger um, because young people just don't kill themselves. And, and people in general, they just don't kill themselves off of a whim. There's a, a strategic plan in place and there had to have been some thoughts about this for some time or even that day um, for her to unfortunately take her life. Yeah, I, um, cause I, I wound up seeing it was a, it was a young guy that was living in Florida. I don't know if you saw, um, okay. if I can go back and find it, I sent an article, but I did a, I mm -hmm. did a podcast on him. He was scheduled to go to Georgia Tech, I think in the, uh, I think it was January, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken, if not January last year, but okay. he wound up running in front of a train and killing himself mm -hmm. because of the pressure. He was getting ready to leave, you know, high school, going into college, but he, yeah. nobody was going to take care of the family like he could. Mm. Even though he was playing, I'm like, damn, like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine the pressure, you know what I mean? Of of that, I didn't, I didn't have that pressure, but I know that a lot of these children do have that pressure. And yeah, I mean, they they're dealing with pressure. Um, I mean, I'm right around, I'm right around the corner in age with you, <laughs> so okay, um, they they're dealing with more things of course in this internet or just social media age is is more than of course wow, we even had crucial. to deal with right so that is it's, it's crucial it is definitely crucial i mean um cyber bullying is one thing or you know just posting like i said i work in the school so i hear it and see it um what age group it's high school oh uh, yeah i know they're high school students so is that, um, is that crazier than junior high i don't know i i, I haven't okay, worked in the junior school. high school but yeah, but I just see how, you know, somebody posts something, somebody airdrops something. Yeah, it's over. And then everybody gets it, you know. Um, and Because I, I, it's, it's like, and I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, that's fine. It's kind of like I always, <clears throat> I use a metaphor. Mm -hmm. If you give a child a knife, they're going to do one or two things. They either going to learn how to go and um, cut some grass or, mm -hmm. you know, cut some bread cut some wood or do what they need to do mm -hmm. or they gonna go out and try to rob and kill and harm or steal yeah i feel like that's what and it may be a bad comparison with the phone you can have a phone that you can use mm -hmm. as in an aspect of you can use it for technology purposes you can use it to to make money off of take pictures become a photographer set up a bank learn cryptocurrency yeah. or whatever but you can also use it for for harm from you know mm -hmm. somebody and uh, um, promiscuous uh, way, yeah. Being young, you know what I mean. Sending photos, just whatever. And it's it's um like you said, I can only imagine what the youth are going so through. So that yeah, that, and that's just yeah. one layer of pressure, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you have to deal with um you know, and and I so I work in D.C. So um just the pressure of they have to travel by themselves, right? They have to come. Sometimes it takes them almost an hour to get this. I work at a charter school. So it's not right up the street. Um, take a couple buses and train to get to school. So that's one element that that we've or I've never had to even think about um, when going to school. Um, a lot of these kids are supervising themselves or supervising okay. younger children, right? They're siblings and they're in charge of them. So um, that's another layer. And then and then we talk about just basic need being met, you know, um, a lot of our, our youth are low income and live in high crime areas. 
That's another layer. And then they try to come to school and they expect them to sit in the classroom for an hour plus and do some work or for the whole day and not act out. I mean, it's really setting them up to fail in a sense. And then it's like, so now that's making sense with the video, I'm going to repost it on my page. What a young guy was saying, I'm doing work. I got, I'm doing work for like four or five hours. Mm -hmm. I'm literally sitting here doing work. Mm-hmm. I can't even complete. I'm not even. I'm not even uh, scratching the surface on what I got to get done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. I I posted that he on my page. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, God, you know, like. And he's getting more and more work. From getting more and more work. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of like, I never personally really liked school. You know what I mean? I felt like it was a cesspool. Mm-hmm. Because there's certain things I know personally for me. I was uh I was great in math, so my father's an accountant. So he could okay. Throw, he would have me putting checks in order and doing certain things with numbers. Okay. But he never just really explained it to me, like mm-hmm. what these things were. So I get to geometry class and I'm I'm averaging a hundred in the class. Nice. And I asked my teacher, like, all right, I'm doing all this geometry. Why the fuck am I doing? You know, like that's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. me being me being a, a tenth grade, eleventh grade. Like, I'm in this class. What am I doing this for? What am I learning this for? Right. So. With, with no response, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, why the fuck am I here? So the the it's like, mm-hmm. I don't even feel like the teacher's value. I'm not saying all of them. Yeah. But I don't think, because the teacher was was of another ethnicity. Yeah. Didn't value the conversation as if I had somebody that favored me in flavor, mm-hmm. and my skin tone. Mm-hmm. I feel like they would have directed me and saying like, look, you see this? You see this wall that you're walking through? That's geometry. Mm-hmm. Out there playing basketball? That's geometry. The shirt you got yeah. on, your eye, you know, like. And that like definitely step. helps. I mean, yeah. be able to connect with your teacher. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's definitely important and it's definitely necessary. And um, for these young people, when they feel like they're not even going to be able to use this, like, what's the point um, of of all of this? Um, and then school, the system in itself, you know, is they have to meet these certain deadlines and these certain numbers and, and all of this. It puts a lot of just pressure, what we're talking about, onto the kids with testing and, you know, having to complete all of this work. It's, it, I, I was shocked going into the schools um, and knowing how much testing that they have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're used to it. In the sense, I mean, for my school, from my perspective, um, they they seemed somewhat used to it, you know, because they're they've been doing this. But I just never remember half of the testing that they have to do. I just, and, I, just um, I just don't see what is I don't see what is going towards because I I've always been yeah. in a frame of all right. I know that sometimes I learn with music playing in the background. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need some music playing while I'm doing work. Some right. people some people can sit there and and literally like sit there and. Mm-hmm. Do stuff. I might need to get up and write on the board and get this out of my head because that's how I see. Yeah. People may need to be active. So it's just like, to me, that 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 system and way of doing things is outdated. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah. part of me feel like this change that's going on, the parents were not prepared, the teachers mm-hmm. were not prepared, the students were not prepared. And it's like, I'm, I've been saying like, I don't even think, Part of me has been feeling like I don't even think the kids gonna even go back to school. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not going to be how it was. Yeah, um, it that we all have to be prepared for that. Yeah. And even it, college too. College too. So it's it's almost like a double-edged sword. So it's a it's kind of a good thing because we we know that the system isn't always geared toward well yeah, I'd say is, some schools uh, are, but yeah, not for the are. for the most part, the system is not preparing them for what they actually need in life. I mean, and I think that's just a true statement in general. Yeah. Um, so it is a, somewhat of a double-edged sword, but it's like, you know, now the burden is put onto the parents and caregivers to to teach when they might not have the education, they might not have the resources, they may have to still go to work, you know, so they're still putting this, or and then the kids have to do it themselves. So they're put in this situation where, you know, they are in the sense having to, structure their day out themselves and be responsible for this work that they really didn't care about in the first place. That's why I like Derek Grace with the, um, Unlearn and Relearn. I got got him with the, um, the Unlearn and Relearn, but Mm -hmm. he said adversity builds character. That was one of the Mm -hmm. topics that he has a tattoo on his, on his forehead. And um, just the the way he's approaching it and saying, I think you have to approach it from a, a, a wolf standpoint, meaning that, if I don't, if I don't come aggressive on saying like, my child needs to learn this, 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 right. this, this, before they even get out of my house, because I know I'm noticing that a lot of people like, if my child hit 18, I got to get the hell on. But it's like, you weren't even prepared to go and deal with the mm-hmm. world. What the hell you think this 18 year old gonna yeah. do with no car, no mm-hmm. license, no, no car job, sets of yeah. laws, no, mm-hmm. no, you know. You can't pay a phone bill, has never paid a phone bill. Right. Never, never had that responsibility. You just gonna throw them in the ocean to swim. To swim yeah. Back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and and that's what kind of what I was alluding to is just that we have this opportunity to be able to pour into our young people. But if you don't have the mindset or the parents are dealing with all this other stuff within our community, I mean, we have so much to have to worry about. Um, it just becomes exhausting, right? And where do you find the time, the energy to really um, to educate when you don't want to or you just don't feel that, see the value in it? So, you know, I think that this is good that we're having these platforms so that we can have this conversation and really um, get to the parents to, because this is a new normal. This is, this is not, it's not going to go back to how it was. So what are we going to do with this now? And that's, and that's, so it's part of like the, the question. And then it's also like, it's like you saying, there's layers to things. Mm-hmm. So, so this, this is kind of taking me back to when I was talking to my pops, like as a child, I'm like, man, I got 41st cousins. I'm like, all right, dad, you in the count. Hey man, run this game down to all my cousins. So that way they understand what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. That's how I tried. So I'm like, if this how I tried, you need to make some money. You just made all the money that you was looking forward to making. And it's like, I'm a kid saying this. Mm. That's where it was like Derek, what Derek Grace put together with the in-home banking. Mm-hmm. It was like, damn, this is something that I was trying to show yeah. my folks, but the the I guess the level of understanding wasn't there because we aren't taught. It's like conversation I had again. People relative to me here in America, we aren't taught to work as a collective. Yeah, we taught to work individually, mm-hmm. and then when it's time to work as a collective we start, we go to work and we learn to work as a collective at that mm-hmm. point versus yeah. working as a collective at home. So it's like, I've been working towards 
changing the directions of things. Like I said, with my homeboys from college, mm -hmm. my brother and sister. And now it's like, I got some of my cousins are starting to like latch on to what I'm saying. Right. But I did want to, and you kind of answered it like, and you, I don't think we touched on it, but why are parents fearing for their children's mental health during this pandemic? Well, I mean, um, you know, mental health, it can, um, a lot, a lot, well, I say, I should say this. So um, mental health diagnoses or just mental health issues mm -hmm. um, could have already been there, right? So um, behavior issues, depression, anxiety, feeling very overwhelmed about different things, whole host of different kind of behaviors could have already been going on. But now that you've taken away what we've already talked about is their social interaction, their um, accountability from others, um, structure. Um, uh, Even maybe some of the homeboys too. Or yeah. Homegirls, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So different interactions that they've had, you know, um, and having them put them and isolate them in a sense with people that or family members that um, might have their own mental health issues or just, you know, they have their own family issues in a sense. It okay. gets exacerbated, right? So um now more mental health issues are going to either come about or they're just going to be more prevalent because you see it now you don't have an outlet they don't have an outlet to to get out this uh behavior or, or be able to really um communicate with with who they need to communicate with so it's it's definitely going to be um a rise in probably more suicides probably more depression um just a lot of mental health issues in general because of all you got to think about just everything that they're taking away yeah meaning like you gotta have a substitute you yeah you have to and we can't even go to like the movies you can't <laughs> you know what i mean we can't even can't go, go to the movies yeah. we can't do anything well i shouldn't say we can't do anything but um what could have been fun for young people or just you know no outlet at all. Yeah. there's there's that has been eliminated so my job and what i'm trying to really push is you know, there are a whole host of other things that can be still done yeah. and really trying to take control of what we have control of. Because if we sit and talk about everything that is going wrong or everything that we don't have control over and the yeah. government's doing this and, you know, we can't go back to work and, and just kind of like the things that um, we have no control over, it is going to create something within us that then will uh, eventually be some type of mental health issue because you know, you're focusing on the wrong thing. So really focusing on what is important and what we can really take this time and produce something and be somewhat productive is, is the goal or I guess the, the, um, the avenue that I'm trying to, to, push. to push. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's dope because like what I've been doing personally, like I'm a, I'm a master barber by trade, but I also okay. work Amazon part-time. But mm. What I've been looking at is, okay, what skills can I learn and develop? I learned how to um, build video games. Okay. Learning some coding, and I've been doing some farming, too. Mm -hmm. So it's just more or less like, and even recording and writing and editing. So it's just like, I'm finding time to do these things when I'm yeah. on my downtime. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you said, the, the average things that were going on, like it's affected, it's affected my life. Mm -hmm. And they're actually talking about going back in the shop to um Friday. And I'm like, okay. man, the hell with that. I'm not I'm not risking my, my life and well. Oh, you're in Atlanta? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. Like, I'm not. I'm not per se afraid because I'm big on health, meaning like um, the immune system being being up to par, cleaning my mm -hmm. stuff out, you know what I mean, eating right. But it's like my, my clients may not may not understand that. Right. But I'm like I'm willing to I'm willing to sacrifice even if I gotta go two weeks to a month before I get back in there. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not in a rush to get in that month. I ain't. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would. Um waited out for a little bit longer. It just seems suspect that they kind of named all, all the things that all, all us black folks would be able to to go to. Sure. So I will wait it out. Um, but I'm glad you brought up just about boosting your immune system because- Most people um, don't know that though. Yeah, I mean, they're not talking about it either. So um, one thing we have control over is, is what we put in our bodies. And reason why, um, I mean, the numbers seem very skewed and suspect and just in general, how many people do have this uh, virus. But one thing that is, is true is that um, our culture suffers from a lot of predisposed conditions, heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes, of course. And um, if something were to come like a coronavirus into your system, your body wouldn't be able to fight it off. So. One thing that you can do, and, and I'm a big proponent of, is boosting your immune system, and you are what you eat. Man, Health as well. So, because um, mm -hmm. so, I, I had a um, one of my elders is a vegan. And okay. Years ago, I'm I'm going out learning how to um, pick pick uh you know leaves out okay. in the wild. Mm -hmm. Learning about um, yellow dock cayenne pepper, blueberries, right. you know, just certain, certain things to where it's like, now I'm glad I did spend that time. Mm -hmm. when everybody was calling me crazy. Mm -hmm. Now y'all calling me on the phone like, hey bro, um, what can I do? And yeah. Get some blueberries, go drink, a, you know, go drink some watermelon. And that's when I, I'm from Memphis. Okay. So it was like, well, um, they, you know, they really been hitting me up lately. I'm like, look, drink some water, go get some yeah. juice. Mm-hmm. In fact, go buy a juice. Right. You know? So any, I mean, and I agree. Um, I've been vegan now. It'll be three years in August. And um, and my mom, I, I kind of got put on. So I knew I was going to be. My mom, just my whole life has been in a sense. So it was just a matter of time before I went back to it. But, um, you know, that is something that that is needed, you know, for us to really like um, grow into to be more of and and it it creates clarity within the mind too so mm -hmm. you know if whatever you're eating or consuming and and all of that it's it's clearing or it's um i should say it's polluting in a sense of course um how you think and then ultimately how you will behave so it kind of is all connected not kind of but it is it is, it is definitely all connected to um you know, your thoughts, your feelings and behaviors, of course, and what you eat too. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a, a topic that needs to be discussed is preventative care and what we can do to, um, you know, make ourselves better so that we won't be susceptible to any type of disease. So um, I saw a post that was, it said, uh, talk about our story, changing the education and mental health. Was that, you think that's a topic too, too, um, what was it? Um, talk about our story changing the education and mental health. I saw you, okay. you, 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 uh, you kind of touched on it. I don't know if that was like 
you had a book or something out or or whatnot but yeah so i i do um so i i wrote a uh children's activity workbook and it's really it's um here i got it right here um how i can control my feelings in 30 days all right and it's an activity workbook that um for 30 days um young people and it's really like I, I, I put on there eight to 14, but it's really um, wherever developmentally they are. So I've had as young as five years old as, and then as, as um, old as maybe like 16 um, complete the book. But, can use it. Say it again? I think a 20 year old can use it too. Yeah, I mean, parents could definitely benefit from it. So it's really 30 days of short tasks. I mean, it's not anything in it. Um, Right. Um, that's going to take them a long time to, to complete. But within that 30 days, um, you know, they're learning 20 feeling words and they're really learning um, what how what they mean, defining it and how to apply it appropriately and really like working through any behaviors that or how responses uh, appropriate and inappropriate that they've done in the past and really finding ways to um, control themselves. Uh, they're learning discipline about family relationships. So it's jam-packed with um, activities. I know that to connect with young people, um, you have to make it fun and creative, and that is what I did. Um, it's And it's all designed um, on purpose to really have um, images and topics that can be relatable to our culture and our community so that um, and that's the reason why i wrote it is because there wasn't anything out there like that and i always had to i already know and that's a line like so what i what i'm gonna need from you is a video of you Mm -hmm. like here's my book yeah i'm I'm gonna take the video and post it link in the bio you know what i mean because it's just i think it's necessary and Mm -hmm. and like i'm glad that i came across the page because i feel like i'm winning personally even Mm -hmm. though I haven't had a session with you, but I'm like, <laughs> hey, look, I'm gonna figure out how to make this happen. But um, I got you, yeah. I think it's, I think it's, um, I think it's vital. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. like, I'm a, I'm a barber and I'm a therapist. Mm-hmm. I'm a psychologist. Yeah. Because I, you know, like my one of one of my slogans in the, in the more than a haircut podcast is it's more than a haircut. Mm-hmm. I've had guys sit in my chair and they might not share some of the things to the world that they sharing with me. Right. Or they might not have heard of Bitcoin, mm-hmm. but they get involved in Bitcoin. And now since you get in at a certain point, you've made an ample amount of money in that time frame. Yeah. You might, you might, you might meet somebody through coming in, in a barbershop that'll get you a job. So that's, I feel like that's an assist. Yeah. My part to say, look, but for um and this is i guess this is me to you and and also you to me like now so how important is a therapist to therapy mm-hmm. and how, how do you reset and or recover in your downtime okay so that's a good question so um everybody needs somebody to talk to um even i should have a therapist and i keep saying it but i haven't gotten one yet every hey, i'm a- I'm available. Okay. I'm all of, all I, of my coworkers. I, I, I wouldn't even know what the hell to do. But I, <laughs> all of my coworkers have therapists. So it is just essential to have somebody really to 
process with when things, because everybody has issues, right? And everybody goes through things. And um, it's always good to really have that other person to bounce things off of. So even, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have a therapist, but um, it helps because there's, of course, a a strategy and there's there's techniques behind um, talking to somebody and communicating and getting them to open up and really helping them through um, situations um, in, in a way that's going to be long lasting. So there is a technique to all of it. But um, I, I would say what you're doing, um, you have a gift in itself, right? So me being able, us being able to connect with people, not everybody can do that. Not everybody feels comfortable in, in talking to people. So I, I think that, you know, you being who you are to, to so many people, um, you're already doing what somebody, you're already giving to, to somebody what they might need or, or might not want to talk to a therapist about, you know, being able to get out how you feel is, that is the, the main part, right? That is the important part, you know, not to hold things in because when you hold things in, of course, then it festers and, and, um, and then you eventually either blow up or you, or you hold it in and then you get to a point where you, you're talking about, you want to kill yourself. So I mean, I don't think I'd do that, but I, I yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Though. Right. So you either act out, or you, or the opposite, or you hold it in, and then um, you either try to harm yourself or to get out that pain, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, and and how to reset? That was the other question, right? Yeah. How to reset? Like, what is your reset? What is your recovery from? You know, like going through a session or whatnot. Like once you, because I know you got to You got to be able to. Go swimming. You might say, I'm about to go paint. I'm about to drink mm-hmm. go paint. Yeah. Travel, you know what I mean? I know it's some. It's got to be some. Yeah. So self-care is, is huge, right? So especially with people, uh, a helping profession, um, self-care has to be on the top of the list. So um, one thing that is major in my life is I do a boot camp and it's okay. an intensive like um, workout session. Um, that we were doing outside, but of course now we're doing it virtually. Yeah. Um, so that that's one thing that definitely helps. But just exercising, getting out, walking, um, just doing different um, workouts is is helpful. But self care in general. Um, so it it looks like very different for for different people or whatever kind of works for you. But being able to talk, I mean, this right here is therapeutic. Yeah, in a sense, um, I love talking about what I do, so it it helps, right? Um, but uh, writing things down or listening to music, which you were saying, or painting, um, which you talked about, um, just finding something that it takes your mind off of maybe some of your the pressure or some issues or just kind of maybe some stress, and um, where you can feel uh, creative, where you can laugh you know you can have fun or you feel this sense I of laugh. i laugh at myself so that's yeah me too <laughs> um but just like taking a shower you know just kind of relaxing yourself and getting yourself into a calm state i know i know i'm cutting you off as a joke but they went about all the goddamn tissue <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know i know i know i'm just kidding <laughs> but, but um let's and, and I, I got to like, I don't, I don't, I won't call this like a um, quick questions, but mm-hmm. let's say I, I have PTSD. I feel okay. like, okay. Um, just from, just from certain situations where, um, 
a guy ran up on me with a with a Glock. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, bro, let me use your phone. I need to, I need to call somebody. I need to call. Mm-hmm. call. I'm like, in my mind, I'm, I'm like, nigga, I don't even know who you are. Like, you can keep it pushing. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm not even, I'm not even in my head thinking like, man, dude got a gun in his hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just from, I think it's just from being where I'm from and not not that we on top of each other, but it's just a mentality where where I'm where, you know, in Memphis. Okay. I just know that certain things have triggered things to where it's like, I could have lost my life right there over just not letting letting the guy mm-hmm. get on my phone. But dude wound up getting killed like later on that day. Mm-hmm. You he felt like I mean? desensitized. Yeah, is that like, is that kind of yeah. what it was too? Where it didn't like, like react. You didn't have a reaction to I it. Have a, I ain't have a reaction for him. It was like, bro, keep man, keep going. Yeah. You know, like, man, get the hell on. You know, but it's just like, it 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 happened a couple of you know, it's it's happened like a lot mm-hmm. to where it's like. So do you find yourself like thinking about it a lot? Do you find yourself having maybe nightmares about it, or just kind of like reoccurring dreams about it? I don't um, have no dreams or no nightmares, but it's like. Okay. I guess it's just more or less like just I don't I just don't I just my levels, you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of numb to it to where it's like yeah. I ain't really phased by it, you know what I mean? Well that sounds that sounds more like like I said, just kind of being desensitized to it. Um, you know, just kind of because you've seen it a lot and it's just not affecting you in any type of way. Yeah. Um yeah, post it, it might be hard though, right? You said what? It might come out though at any given time though, right? Like, I mean, like, it, it could, it could. So so what you're talking about PTSD for some that might not know is post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. So somebody who has never experienced what you experience um, and, and trauma, like I'll say this, trauma is relative to whoever is going through it. So for your example, um, if someone, if that happened to somebody else, they could really have PTSD and, and like I said, they think about it, it's very, it's an anxiety disorder. So they're thinking about it and they're anxious about it and they're having recurring dreams and they can't sleep and their just thoughts are consumed with what has happened and they might not be able to go to the place or, or walk around or walk the same route as they might have. Um, but others, you know, like yourself, you were not faced by it at all. So trauma is relative to whoever it happens to. Um, but in, in your um, scenario, it sounds like you're more, um, uh, desensitized to it and not that it might not come out later but just that um, you might want to kind of reflect on maybe like the first time you might have felt you, you saw something like that or um, like how did you feel the first time that something like that happened um, because there had to be some type of reaction um, before yeah, I mean, it, it, it was but it's kind of like shoot another dude got killed in the building I was staying in then mm-hmm. I'm at the barbershop and and a, and a whole another situation went on. It's just like, you know, could have got could have got shot up then, and mm-hmm. even from there, I went to like it was a Lil Wayne concert that was at A three C here in Atlanta, mm. and um, I had a panic attack. Mm, okay, like I never experienced that before, but it was just like I had to literally lay on the ground for like mm. thirty minutes to catch my breath, like away from the scene that was going on. Yeah, like I do find myself now not wanting to go around crowds and be isolated. And then, like even in isolation, it's kind of like 
man, fuck it. I don't want to be around. You know, I just rather be by myself and just be. Gotcha. So it sounds like it has affected you um, in a way where, and so a panic, panic um, attacks or it has to do with anxiety too, too, of course. Right. So um, it, that might, whatever situation, that incident that you were in, it triggered something in you that of course that you're feeling anxious that it's, it's too much or you feel yeah. overwhelmed to even um, like response or process through it. So your body kind of goes into this flight, um, this fight or flight. So y- your body isn't being able to respond to it in a way that, you know, you feel comfortable. So I would suggest just um, really kind of like looking back in those situations to see, you know, like where kind of maybe that had started or like maybe the first time you had a panic attack um, or and you know, I, I've never had a panic like. Oh, that was only one. That was on. That was the first time, but it was like, I was like, it was like an out of body, uh, an out of body mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. For, for how I was trying to get away, just um dr- feeling like I was drenched in sweat, like it was just mm-hmm. hurt my knees. So you haven't had one since? No, nah, I ain't had. I ain't had none since. But it's just more or less like, I um, it's not like a a, a paranoid feeling, but like I said, I might paint, I might draw. Anxious, yeah. You know what I'm saying, but it's just, yeah. it's just. So that's a healthy outlet for you to to deal with it. But I would just kind of like look back to um, those first type situations or incidents that you witnessed. Um, if you can remember, go back and uh, to them and kind of like either write it down, like how you felt, what you saw. Um, did you or did you feel safe? Like even though you might have saw that, um, did, were you able to tell a parent about it? Did you feel safe afterwards? Um, and things like that to, to kind of really just kind of process through or at least get your feelings out about that and yeah. then really like take that and um, you know and you can do affirmations to yourself um, that can be helpful you can um, talk to your parent about it you know like I've been through this and yeah. you know if for some reason they weren't there for you you know you can oh yeah that's, and and I think like Cause now it made me think about another incident that I had when I was in Memphis, and um, mm-hmm. it was almost like it's like I saw I uh, I pull up and I it's like I saw it before it happened. I usually mm-hmm. see stuff like that, and it was like I I get out of my car and I'm like, hey man, it's some some fuck shit about to go on. I'm just saying this to myself, mm-hmm. and I, I, as soon as I said that, it's like I got out of the car and I was me and my homeboy and. A dude wound up pulling a uh, pulling a gun on me, and it was just like, mm. man, I just said this shit. And the way it, the way it happened, it happened quick, and it was like, man, it, it's you know, I didn't, I never, I never talk, you know, what I'm like, I never talked or discussed it even with my with my folks. And I know mm-hmm. I definitely need to 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 do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, let them know because they. Um, your mom and mom and dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't talk. It's like. Shit, I just yeah. Something that I invited. I think the only person that really just knew was my brother. You know what I mean? Okay. And yeah, I would suggest just talking to them about it. Um, just to kind of get that out. They are your parents, so I'm sure that they would they would want to know that you went through that and it affected you. You know, like even if it even down the line after it happened so many times, um, you know, just letting them know kind of uh, that that happened and that's what you are going through yeah yeah um i got a few more questions sure um 
So what happens in a therapy consultation? So <laughs> is, that, is that something you could, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, to so, um, so typically how therapy, how therapy works is you, um, you have what's called to start the process. You have what's called the intake process and you sign some consents and basically, you know, therapy is voluntary. You know, if you want to end at any point, you can, um, it's all kind of driven by what you want. Um, and in DC, um, everything pretty much is paid through for, um, through insurance. Okay. Um, but you can pay out of pocket too. So that kind of is just mainly the, the, well, and I, and I say this, so everything is confidential, um, with your therapist, unless you say that you're going to harm yourself, you're going to kill yourself, you're going to kill someone else. Um, and or uh, there's child abuse or elder abuse so i make sure that i let my clients know that um from the beginning because you don't want them to say you know down the line um my mom punched me in my face and then you might have to or repeatedly punches me in my face i should say that and then you have to call and then they're shocked by it so um those would be the only times that you would have to or i would have to um uh, let the CPS or authorities know um, and break confidentiality. So then the next step is um, really to get to know where I can help, you know, like what is going on? Why are you seeking out? Why do you feel like you need help? So we go through a lot of different questions about um, the past, um, of course, and it has to do with just like um, family, like um, living, living situation and how you get along with those, those people and, um, any traumas, any grief and loss, any, any, um, um, okay. Um, 16 people last year. That was like, wow. Yeah, wow. Hard, really. Yeah. But, um, but physical development is part of it too. Like, was there any trauma or do, like when you were in the womb, does, did your mom go through any trauma or was there any health complications afterwards is important to know. Um, is there a history of, of mental health issues in the family, substance abuse issues in the family is part of the intake process. Um, what else? Any like, uh, child and family services involvement. So it's just kind of like getting a, a real, um, general, or I shouldn't say general, but very specific um, um, assessment of, of the past. So then after that, it's really about, um, kind of building trust and rapport with, with the client and, um, and, and we talk about goals too. So it's very that's, structured that's in a way. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, like, how, mm -hmm. would you, would you, uh, how often would you see me and for how long and then the counseling goes? So it's, so you cool. Yeah. So typically therapy is like once a week for an hour, but, um, since I, I'm contracted to work at the school so I would see the kids more because they're actually there and um so I can see the kids up to five times a week but it, it just has to be a reason for that so I like to see my my kids at least twice a week um for probably about an hour um kids are a little bit different than adults because their attention span is is much um uh smaller so yeah so, um, so yeah, so, so then, um, 
you know, you just can't, so there's goals. So it's called treatment plan is created um, between the both of us. You know, like I said, it's very driven by the client. So you so like the homework. Well, no, that's, that's kind of like the structured plan that we would work uh, through for six months. Our treatment plans oh, okay, okay. last for six months. And you tell me like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to work on? What do you, why are you coming here? You know, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you to waste my time. What do you need help with? So if you're, you're saying you want help with PTSD sure. or not having panic attacks anymore, that would be your goal. Yeah. Um, and typically there's like three goals that are on a treatment plan. And then after six months, we revisit it. Are you, do you see a change in it? Do you feel like you, you don't need it anymore, or this goal anymore? So once your goals are met, then that's kind of when therapy is over. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and it's probably my last question. I, I okay. talk all damn night, as you can see. Go ahead. But, um, how do I prepare for my first session, like as a, as a client? Like, how would I prepare? So I, I think that just being um, open um, to the whole process, right? So I think um, who your therapist is, is going to be very important. So I think that if you can do your research, if you can't just um, go to the session, if you feel like that's not a right fit for you, or you like genuinely feel like that person is, is for you, yeah. um, then you, you can just kind of move forward. But just being open about, what this whole process is, knowing that you're going to have to probably talk about some things that you might not want to, yeah. um, but it's really going to help you. And and I and I try to tell that from the beginning with all of my clients is that you know there are going to be some hard times in therapy. You know you're going to have I can to believe it. I can, yeah, you I might cry. You're going to hate me at times. All of that, but this I ain't is. No hate. You know. <laughs> I know you, what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Right. I mean, these are kids, so like they're they hate me and love me at the same time but um because i hold them accountable and that's the whole point of it is like i'm going to hold you accountable um and i'm going to confront you on some things if if need be and this is all to help you you know like i genuinely love what i do and um and hopefully that comes across and and if if it doesn't then you have that option to to move on with someone else but you know, just, just kind of being open and um, understanding that there's going to be some hard times, but the light at the end of the tunnel is what you're hopefully uh, motivated with and encouraged with to really get that out and, um, and be able to, to grow and to, to be free, kind of what I was saying earlier, be free of, of your past. And it all has to do with the past. Everybody, you know, like you cannot move forward unless you deal uh, with the past. It's, yeah. It's all connected. I definitely feel you on that. And um, I guess, like, would you suggest some, some, I guess, some books or something that I could personally read that that I may be able to help a few of the clients out? Because I'm, you know, like I said, I'm a barber and I'm a, I'm also a therapist too, in a sense. Like, mm -hmm. they talking to me. Yeah. I'm with me. So I'm, I'm already reading all the time anyway. Okay. I'm already doing, doing certain things, but like. Just some basic, some basic stuff that I may be able to do. I just, well, I mean, I, I think like you don't even have to, I mean, I guess if you want to read different books, I don't have any like, that I can think of off, offhand okay, okay. Um, titles that, and I'd have to look them up and I can always send them to you. But just, um, just kind of doing your research. I, I think that, you know, you just using Google or just using YouTube mm -hmm. and um, figuring out strategies. I, I think that that's the best 
thing, right? Because a book, I mean, a books can give you strategies. I'm not saying they, they can't. Can. They, they can, but it still got to be like, because the book is not going, it's not going to be shaped and mold after each person. Right. So I, I feel what you're saying. Like, it, right. might me, it might give me a little insight, a little structure. Yeah. And you can go right to YouTube, watch a three minute video that you might have had to take, you know, X amount of days to even read. Um, that you can really give to your your clients right away, and and that's I think that you are in a place where you need things in a in a quick way because one you might not know who's coming in and and things like that, but just having something that's going to be readily readily available that you can give them. Well, a schedule a schedule helps though. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, you know, I kind of know who's who's coming in. Okay, yeah. okay, but yeah, I, I would just kind of um, just put in maybe like. Uh, maybe some of the issues or problems that somebody might have and how to deal with um, uh, grief and loss. You know, what are some ways that adults can can deal with grief and loss? Um, How to help somebody with um, going through a divorce? What can you, you know what I mean? What can you say? Or or how do you deal with somebody who is dealing with PTSD? Um, I think that that would, that is, I mean, it's it's easy i think that's an easier way for you to really um get the information and in a quick and a lot of different topics too that you'll be able to cover all right so um, i'm not gonna take any more of your time but i (laughs) I want you to tell the people like either where they can follow you okay um, you know instagram or you if you have a youtube so they can, you know, so they can follow along and follow what you got going. And I also share on my page. So okay, people too. Sure. So um, I'm on Instagram as I am Alexis Alton, A-L-E-X-I-S-A-L-T-O-N. No S in my name. Everybody wants to put an S in my name. That's I am Alexis Alton on Instagram and Facebook. I um, It's just Alexis Alton on Facebook. No, I am. Okay. I don't have YouTube yet, but that is to come. So um, just we, follow we my. That. We need that. Yeah, I know, and I need to do it. So just follow my social media, and you'll definitely see. Be on the lookout for that because that's something to come. If you want to purchase my book, um, "How I Control My Feelings in Thirty Days," uh, you can go to Amazon and type in my name, Alexis Alton, or type in the the book title but it's probably easier to just type in my name or you can go on to my website which is alexisalton.com and i will have all this information available so you can see it so okay. you can follow this woman and you can buy the you know support the book please do it's and and i and i wrote the book so i i, I kind of am biased but the book this activity workbook Everybody, every kid should have it. It's not just for somebody who is, who is having behavior issues. It's literally um, a way to communicate. And it, it's definitely a tool that is necessary for all young people to really be able to utilize, especially now. This is this time that we're living in. It's, it's unlike no other. We've never dealt with anything like this. And it is important to keep that conversation going, to be able to have those um those that dialogue with your young person and really for them to connect with how they feel about everything you know about everything that's going on and really use the language that's going to um to help them and and support them um through through this yeah my mom and so, i was just talking about that like 
Uh-huh. There's never been a time like this. Never. I, I can't remember when things stopped like this, ever. Never, ever. The whole never. world, never. The whole world. So it, the time is now. Um, we got to get our house in order, just kind of what you were talking about. Um, it really starts with every household, you know, so um, what you want to change, figure it out, write it down and um, start working on it. We got time. Yeah. And if you don't have time, figure out where you can find some time because um, turn off the TV, turn, you know, whatever you got to do, make oh, time yeah. so that your, your house can be in order. And when I say in order, really like, you know, what do you want? Just kind of what we were talking about before, figure out what you want for you, for your, for your family. How do you want to live? Um, these are questions that that have to be answered and can be, you know, like we're not here to struggle. We haven't been placed on this earth to to go through all of this turmoil that we are. We are destined for greatness and we really just have to find that within. So um, take that time while we have it um, to really figure out that inward journey that you were talking about. I definitely appreciate it. Like mm -hmm. It's already an architect, uh, and it's more than a haircut podcast. You got to be over it. a haircut, yeah. But, uh, but I, like, again, I appreciate you taking the time out, answering my, uh, my message. Sure. Hopefully it was, it was helpful. Oh, yeah. It's, um, you got to come back on for a round two. Eventually. Okay. But, um, yeah. Just let me know. Yeah. I think it's necessary, and I do want to, um, I do want to help promote things on, on the HWP media page, too, so. Okay. It, it's it's needed and it's necessary and I haven't heard a lot of people that mm -hmm. are preparing for that. I think yeah. it's gonna be some, you know, it's a it's a it's a space and it's much need for therapy. Yeah, I mean this is this is an issue that's going to this pandemic, it's gonna have long lasting effects. But you know, um, you know what though? I did mm -hmm. I did say that um I feel like in the next ten years that we would need therapy. I was saying this like four years mm -hmm. ago. Mm. Because just of how I was seeing how people were interacting and acting based on what, what they see from a picture from a website yeah. or certain things. And it's like mm -hmm. the interactions are totally different to where yeah. people mm -hmm. don't need rehab from being on the game or being on in front of a computer or being in front yeah. of the phone all day and, and reconnecting back to what's natural. Mm -hmm. Yep. But, Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm not going nowhere. My industry isn't going anywhere. I've never. <laughs> if anything, like, we just like got a whole bunch of more customers. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, I think y'all about to have an overload of customers. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna become a therapist. I just need my license here. Yeah. All right, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I appreciate you. you know appreciate you. Appreciate you too. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. It'll be easy. All right. Take care. I'll talk to you next time. All right. All right.